Welcome back. We're now moving into the point in the class where we can address the elements of crime. And these are the foundation to understanding crimes that we will then dig into individually over most of the rest of the term. So make sure you follow along. So there are some basic elements of crime in each statute that the prosecutor must prove beyond a reasonable doubt. And remember that concept from the first few weeks? Good, because it's an important one. So what are the basic elements of crime, though? First, a crime has to have a criminal or guilty act, and this is called the actus reus. Crime is an intentional act or omission of an act and needs to be voluntary, meaning the person was in control of the act. So like a random spasm that causes harm is generally not going to be criminalized. And again, this is for most cases. And in addition, for some crimes, failure to act can also constitute a criminal offense. So did you know that a police officer has an affirmative duty to intervene if a fellow officer is violating someone's civil rights? If an officer purposefully fails to intervene, they can actually be prosecuted. So there's your fun fact for the day. Okay, but back to the basics. There is generally a criminal act, again, from an involuntary and or from an intentional and a voluntary type of act. So aside from the act, there also needs to be a guilty mind, and this is called the mens rea. In most criminal codes, the actus reus must be accompanied by the mens rea, or the intent, though we do not criminalize mens rea on its own. So we can't simply punish people for a guilty mind. They have to at least take steps towards a criminal act. But going back to intent, there are degrees of intent in mens rea that look at the state of mind when the crime was committed, and these go down by the intent or severity. For intent, there is malice aforethought that applies only to one crime, and that's murder. And this means the person had the intent to kill. And this generally applies to first and second degree murder and comes with the most severe penalty because they had intent to kill, which we think of as being so awful. Additionally, there is specific intent, and this is the highest degree of culpability for crimes other than murder, and it includes when the defendant means to cause the bad result or the harm, um, and when the defendant acts with knowledge of the fact that their conduct is illegal, which is called scienteer, and they intend to do more than just that criminal act. So like if they steal something, but they also plan to sell it. So there's more criminal acts coming basically. And lastly, for intent, there's general intent. And general intent is less sophisticated and just requires intent to the mens rea or actus reus. So if someone steals something but has no further intention, it would likely fall here. Now, let's speak to the Model Penal Code's criminal intent, or mental state breakdown. So these include when someone does something, one, purposefully, two, knowingly, three, recklessly, and three and four, negligently. So when someone intends to engage in criminal conduct and intends the result or the harm, they've acted purposefully. When someone intends to engage in criminal conduct and they know that they're practically certain that the result or harm will occur, now we have an issue where they've acted knowingly. When someone acts with disregard for a substantial risk that they're aware of and are aware that harm could occur, they're acting recklessly. And lastly, when someone is ignorantly unaware of the risk of the act, but they should have known, um, and thus are not likely fully aware of the result or the harm, they have acted negligently. And so we grade our sanctions based upon these things, as we view someone who committed something negligently as less culpable than someone who committed something purposefully. 
Okay, so going back to the basic elements, you generally need actus reus and mens rea. However, mens rea is not always a requirement. The Supreme Court has never said that it's a requirement even. And sometimes just the bad act alone can be enough to punish you. So examples include felony murder. If you committed a murder in commission of a felony, the law cares not about your intent for the murder, only the intent for the initial felony. So if you intend to rob someone and then your gun accidentally discharged and kills someone, you're still up for felony murder for the felony murder charge, regardless of the fact that you had no intent to kill them. Um, additionally, strict liability crimes exist when there's no guilty mind required and you don't have the knowledge that the act was unlawful. You don't have to have that knowledge. Historically, most statutory rape statutes are strict liability, so it didn't matter that you didn't know that he or she was only 14, let's say. And some states have changed their tune on this, but a fair amount of them have remained the same. And additionally, traffic laws are a good example here. Nobody really cares that you didn't realize you were going 80 in a 45. Your intent is not relevant and you're still going to get that ticket. So strict liability exists, but for all others, you need mens rea and actus rea or actus reus. But you also need to show the concurrence so that the guilty mind and the criminal act simultaneously occurred and that there's proximate cause or causation, which is the requirement that the criminal act causes the resulting harm. So what you did caused the damage, that that stab wound from your knife caused the death of that person, et cetera, et cetera. All right, that's your overview of the elements of crime. We have most of the rest of the term to apply this stuff, so soak this in. All right, until next time, y'all.